Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can pray for our words. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to talk about how we can pray for the way we talk and what we say and who we say it to. You know, when your heart is wrong, this is the hardest thing in the world to do. Just in the past few weeks, we've read from James where he wrote, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. You know, this is pretty striking. I think most people agree we should watch what we say. If we talk crudely in front of a boss or a client, that doesn't give off a good impression. If we tell a secret to the wrong person, that could come back to bite us. And with James' example here, if we teach someone the wrong thing, even if we're not talking about spiritual matters here, just something like math or reading, that's going to have a reverberating impact for years to come. If you teach a child something wrong, they remember that. It sticks with them. You can probably think of something that you were taught wrong when you were a kid, and it's hard to relearn those kinds of things. So purely from a practical perspective, this is an important topic to discuss. Everyone would like to get a little better handle on their tongue. But here's the tricky part. James says we can't. I cannot control what I say. James says that all the wildlife has been tamed by mankind, but no one can tame the tongue. But if the tongue is as damaging as James claims that it can cause these metaphorical fires, shouldn't I see the world burning around me? Well, if you take a moment to look around, I think you'll see the smoke. Our world is being devastated by what people say. We lie and we slander and we gossip and we bully and it is hurting people. The world is burning and James says we can't put out this fire. You know, even if we wanted to control our tongues, we are not able. We may try, but we will fail. Remember what James says, with our tongues, we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. So we may try to use our speech for good, but it seems like the evil keeps slipping out. We keep hurting people or hurting ourselves with what we say. So here's our dilemma. Our tongues are the most dangerous weapon we have. And we don't have the means to control them. We're in a, a pretty rough spot if that's where the story ends. And it reminds me of that monologue from Paul in Romans chapter 7, where he says, Sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, 
That I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree that the law, it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present within me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, what a powerful passage. Paul was just saying what everyone from Moses leading his people out of Egypt to Solomon writing Ecclesiastes to me today have had to come to grips with. This life is hard and I can't do it. I didn't do the things God created me for and I couldn't seem to correct those failings on my own. I was tied to an imperfect body of death trapped by sin. But, and like Paul, I thank God Jesus delivered me. He freed me from those chains. And when it comes to my speech, even though I couldn't tame my tongue on my own, he gives me the strength to take my tongue back and use it for his glory. You know, James finishes this short passage about our speech with this. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. You know, on my own, I couldn't control my tongue because deep down I was a well of salt water, but I'm not my own anymore. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman that he came to offer living water, fresh water, water that when anyone drinks of it, they'll never thirst again. And he would give them a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. When we have that spring of fresh living water, salt water won't keep pouring out. You know, with Jesus in my life, and as I grow with him, my tongue will begin to be able to do one thing. Again, glorify him. Now, I shouldn't try to control my speech on my own. James shows me that that's been tried and failed over and over. No one could tame the tongue on their own. Don't make that mistake. Don't try to do this alone, but trust in Jesus and let him work in your life. That, of course, starts by being baptized so you can receive the gift of his spirit. And then we begin a lifelong effort to grow into the people he has called us to be, studying his word and praying for direction and strength. Pray for your words. Ask God to help you fear the dangers of the tongue and that you will be quicker to hear and slower to speak, especially when you're tempted to speak in anger. That's what James encouraged us to do in James 1.19. Remember that according to verse 26 of that same chapter, James says that if you don't bridle the tongue, your religion is worthless. Pray to God for restraint in your speech, not only listening more uh, and speaking less, but being more selective in what you say. 
Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. How much would we benefit if God did that for us? Petition God to help you put away all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander and malice so that your speech can be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving. Pray that you will be humbled before God so you don't speak out of pride. Pray that God will give you wisdom so you don't pour out folly like Proverbs 15.2 warns up. Rather, your tongue can be used for what it was designed for, to glorify its creator. You know, Proverbs 15.4 says that a gentle tongue is a tree of life. Pray that God will use your tongue as a light to the world. Bring people to the living water that Christ came to offer. Pray that your speech will be gracious and seasoned with salt and that you will have the will to build others up even when it seems easier to tear them down. Pray to God because without him, you will not be able to tame your tongue. No one has been able to do it without him. And because so many people have tried to go it alone, the world is burning around us with the destruction our uncontrolled speech causes to ourselves and those around us. Accept the living water that Christ came to offer. Let it well up inside of you and let your mouth be filled with fresh water. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's YouTube or Facebook. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.